Hello, this is episode 302 and in it, I want to share with you the top five most downloaded 2023 podcast episodes on Undercover Architects podcast. So there are some great and varied topics in this top five and I'm really interested to see just how varied they are and what you're enjoying listening to. I'd kind of expected that there'd be a theme to the top five listened episodes this past year, but there's not at all. And interestingly, I think it highlights just how varied the content is that's been published on the podcast this year. This is the 38th episode that I'm publishing for the year. We've had everything from green roofs to magnesium oxide board and low carbon concrete to tips when working with a volume builder or owner building through to builder's margins and of course the updates to the National Construction Code. There is so much to learn from there on the podcast and that's just the 2023 episodes. In total, there's over 300 episodes and we've just celebrated the seventh birthday of this podcast, which is just amazing. So in this episode, I'm going to share summaries of the info provided in the top five episodes, the top five most downloaded episodes. So if you can listen, if you've actually listened to them already, you'll be reminded about the main information in them. Or if you haven't listened to them, then you're going to be able to get the top points and I'll include the links in the resources if you'd like to catch up on any of those full episodes that you might have missed. Remember, if you'd like to grab a full transcript of this episode, plus information on the resources that we discuss, you can find all of that at www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 302. That's the numbers 302. Now let's dive in. I begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of country throughout Australia, and I recognise the continuing connection to lands, waters, skies and communities. I pay my respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to elders both past and present. If we haven't met before, I'm Amelia Lee, the architect behind Undercover Architect. Based in northern New South Wales, Australia, I'm a wife, mum and architect and I've been working in the architectural industry since 1993. I founded Undercover Architect in mid-2014 and since then it has operated online to help and teach homeowners like you how to get it right when designing, building or renovating your home. Undercover Architect supports hundreds of thousands of homeowners across the world through their project journeys via this podcast, the website and our online courses and programs, including my flagship online program, Home Method. Consider Undercover Architect your secret ally. Whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget, it's here to support and guide you on this ambitious journey of yours. Grab access to my free online workshop, Your Project Plan, and learn super helpful information to save time, money and stress in your reno or new build. You can find it at www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash project plan. That's P-R-O-J-E-C-T-P-L-A-N. Now let's get into the episode. Okay, so I'm going to jump right into this summary of the top five most downloaded episodes this year. And I'm going to start with the number five most downloaded episode. We're going to do a countdown, all right? So the number five is how to design and build an energy efficient zero carbon home. This was episode 263. It was the first episode from this year and part two of my conversation with Melanie Lupus from Sustainability Certified. Let me remind you about Melanie. So Melanie Lupus is an environmental enthusiast and nature lover and mum. She works as a home energy efficiency and sustainability consultant and heads up her own company, Sustainability Certified. She has a Bachelor of Science majoring in environmental studies. 
Melanie is a NatHERS accredited assessor, passive house certified consultant and residential scorecard accredited assessor. And she's trained in Burrs Pro, First Rate 5 and Hero software packages, which are all modelling softwares that you use to model the heating and cooling loads and the energy efficiency of your home. Now, Melanie and her team, which includes her husband, Kel, they help educate and eliminate the confusion and create a shift in mindset towards sensible, sustainable design. She and Kel are big supporters of Undercover Architect and they do a huge amount in the industry to help advocate for better building, greater energy efficiency and a clearer understanding of what it takes to achieve it in new builds and in renovations. Now, since recording this episode with me, which is obviously some time ago, uh, Kel has gone on and become a, has become scorecard accredited and he's training as a NATHOS assessor as well. So they're going to be a powerhouse team together and Mel has also been accepted into the NatHERS Technical Advisory Committee for the 2023 to 2025 term, which is super exciting. In episode 263, Mel shared her experience of working closely with building designer Lockie McEwen from Harmonic Design on their entry into the True Zero Carbon Challenge in 2022. The aim of the True Zero Carbon Challenge was to design a home that not only produces more power than it uses over the year through energy efficient design, careful appliance selection and photovoltaic integration. Entries also had to consider and calculate embodied carbon in material selection and to put on enough extra photovoltaic panels to pay back the home's entire carbon debt by 2050, which was based on today's carbon intensity. Now, thermal performance uh, assessors or energy efficiency assessors, as they can also be known, in this uh, challenge, they were paired up with building designers and architects to create a home design and assess its energy efficiency and carbon footprint. And part of the competition, as I said, you know, had them calculate the carbon in the home and they received training to use the carbon calculator from the footprint company. So Melanie shared with us how this project experience had been and, and working uh, through this challenge. And she and Lockie were actually declared the New South Wales state winners for their project. Melanie shared that the home that they designed and modelled achieved a nine-star rating in an Adelaide climate where Lockie is based and then a 10-star rating in Sydney where Mel is based. And she also shared some of the other tips and strategies that they used, such as increasing the wall framing to 140 millimetres thick in lieu of a 90 millimetre wall framing. That enabled them to use an R4 insulation and they also designed it to use uh, DuraPanel, which is one of our favourite sustainable building materials here in, under, in Undercover Architect. So it was great to see them incorporate that. And if you'd like more information about DuraPanel, check out the resources. I've got a couple of episodes on the podcast where I've interviewed the um, owner of uh, DuraPanel, Managing Director. It's an amazing product that uses waste straw to create a superb thermal, acoustic and fire resistant building panel. It's incredibly strong, low-tox and biodegradable. And you can hear more about it in my conversations with Derek Layfield about it. Now, in the podcast, Mel also shared her views on NatHERS versus the passive house modelling tool, which is called PHPP. And it's really interesting because I find that these two methods of assessing the energy performance and efficiency of a home, this NatHERS and, and PHPP modelling tools, they can often be pitted against each other. And that can be super confusing and quite demoralising for you as a homeowner because you might be using NatHERS for affordability reasons or to just purely be able to access specific team members in your location. But you can end up because of the way that they can often be talked about in the sustainable part of the industry. You know, you can feel like you're choosing the lesser version of the two by just going with NatHERS and that's just not the case at all. You know, the tools are all about how you actually use them, when you use them and, and they can both help you make 
you know, informed data-driven decisions about your design and selections. And so Mel chatted to me in the podcast uh, conversation that she wanted to actually understand uh, both of them. And so she got trained in both modeling tools in a lot of detail so she could truly understand the differences between them and then be able to provide the best of both worlds to her clients. She actually feels that they feed into each other quite well as modeling tools. And when you add in uh, the fact that she's also trained in the residential scorecard assessment system, you know, it really does give her the ability to provide a holistic view for those that she's working with and also to help us on the podcast understand more about them. Now, if you're not familiar with the residential scorecard process, Mel also talked about that in part one of my conversation with her in episode 262. That was the last episode for 2022. So you can check that out if you've not heard that. Now, the main message that I feel Mel shared with us that I think is the most helpful takeaway from her episode is this, and it's something I talk to homeowners a lot about and definitely inside Home Method. There is huge value and benefit in getting your designer and your thermal performance assessor or your energy efficiency assessor, as they can also be known, getting these two professionals actually working collaboratively together with you early in your project makes a big difference. Now, whether it's the NatHERS modeling tool or the PHPP software, both are powerful ways that you can actually have the true energy performance of your project modeled and assessed whilst it still lines on a page to understand the energy efficiency of your design. And then if you're making assessments about insulation type and R values or glazing selections or materials and products or even colors of your roofing and your walls, you're gonna be able to see the true impact on your home's energy performance inside the software modeling and that will help you make better decisions before you commit to actually building with those things and you know with the new whole of home rating process and the seven seven star uh, requirement you're going to be able to make much more informed decisions about the investment that you're going to be making and what will really impact the energy performance of your future home so if go back and have a listen to episode 263 if you haven't already or revisit it and you can learn more about how this collaboration can work between your energy efficiency assessor and your designer. And you can also hear some great tips and ideas for your reno or new build. Now, next, let's have a look at the number four most downloaded episode for 2023. And it was episode 266 and part one of my conversation with Yost Backer about his project known as Future Food System, The Zero Waste House. So this project is now the subject of a really great documentary called The Greenhouse, which is available to be streamed on Stan and can also be purchased on Vimeo by demand. And I'll pop the Vimeo link in the resources if you haven't seen it yet, because it's a super easy thing that you can just rent there. And I personally attended a cinema screening of this documentary when it was first released. And Yoast was there for a Q&A afterwards. And, you know, I've been a massive admirer of Yoast's work for a really long time. And so I was super nervous about approaching him. But thanks to the encouragement of my family who were there watching the documentary with me. In fact, my youngest actually offered to walk me over to Yoast herself. Um, I ended up getting to talk with him about coming on to Undercover Architects podcast, uh, which was what this conversation was uh, the result of. And Yoast was super generous in my conversation with him. He was sharing nuts and bolts details, product suggestions, strategies that he's utilised in designing and building future food system building and, and, and his other projects as well. 
including uh, the infrastructure that made the future food system self-sufficient in its services and its waste production, all in the middle of a super urban location in Federation Square in Melbourne. Now, Yost isn't an architect or a builder. He actually describes himself as an artist and a florist. He's seen and described by many as an activist and a change maker. And what I most admire about Yost is that he just gets down and takes to action you know he's not talking about things he's just putting them into practice he's prototyped his zero waste concepts in several pop-up restaurants and other projects the future food system acted as a demonstration project of what can happen when your home actually operates as an ecosystem when you're producing food managing its waste uh, doing all of that on site and designing with the end in mind in how you think about your materials and your products and all of those kinds of things. Now, Yoast is currently working on building his mother's home in Monbolk, and which is in Victoria. And interestingly, the future food system was original, originally intended to be his mum's home, uh, but it ended up at the end of, the, of its demonstration time in Federation Square. It was sold to the Digger Society um, once, once things were completed and they now have it. And so uh, Yoast then obviously worked on creating a new project for his mum and his it's a really exciting one because he's using some tested methodologies of course he's still framing for the wall and the roof structure he's got dura panel for the internal lining he's got magnesium oxide board for the exterior cladding but he's also testing out some new products and strategies as well he's got couple X uh, on the roof that's a void forming lightweight product which is made from recycled plastic it can be pieced together and it can be used as a substitute under concrete slabs instead of polystyrene blocks and then Yost is uh, so Yost has used it on the roof of these buildings to create what's going to be the roof garden and then he's also used it within the buildings uh envelope in order to form up the slab. He's also used a product called cork spray uh, to spray the magnesium oxide board, create a render that's actually made from cork. So that's really awesome. And he's been sharing some images and videos of this latest project on his social. So I'll pop a link in uh, in the link in the resources so that you can check that out and, um, and uh, see it for yourself. Now, my biggest takeaways from my conversation with Yost, well, it's hard to boil them down to a few, but firstly, there was a personal one. It was a really great lesson to me just to always be brave enough to ask. You know, I almost didn't go and introduce myself after that screening of the greenhouse and I would have missed out on these conversations that I've been able to have with him. He's been and he continues to be so kind and generous in how he connects and shares what he knows. Secondly, it blows my mind what is possible when you create a strong vision for what you want to do and achieve. And I see this time and time again with the homeowners that I work with and definitely with Yoast. Yoast starts with the end in mind. He has very clear goals for his projects, whatever form they take. And he's able to attract aligned people to connect with amazing products and then also create projects that have this common theme of zero waste, as well as thinking about the building as an ecosystem and one that can grow food. Lastly, the big takeaway for me was be patient. You know, anything that's unconventional or even just slightly outside the norm when it comes to building and renovating, it just takes patience and tenacity. And I see this with the homeowners that I work closely with inside Home Method. I definitely see it in Yoast's projects. Again, that commitment to a vision, helping to provide motivation and momentum is so necessary and worthwhile to sustain you through that. 
Okay, now number three in my most downloaded episodes this year is episode 270 and it's called Your Roof Design, Five Key Points to Know. So over the years, I've published a few episodes like this, you know, nuts and bolts episodes that take you through key considerations, tips, mistakes to avoid and important things to know about a specific detail or a component of your project or future home. I find that they're much loved episodes because they do get really granular and they give you something that's super actionable to walk away with and apply on your own projects. And so you often tell me how much you do love these types of episodes. Of course, I teach loads of this kind of content inside my paid online programs, especially Home Method, but I do know that it's appreciated when I bring it to the podcast every so often. Now, in this episode, I share the five key points to consider when it comes to your roof design and construction and to be discussing with your team. And the earlier that you can discuss this, the better, because as I explained in this episode, your roof design is actually best considered early in your design process in order to get it right. I said in this episode that I find that many homeowners don't really think about their ideal roof design and they also don't necessarily know how to describe it, the shape of it or the specifications for it. And at best, they've probably thought about their desired ceiling design, which in many cases will actually be shaped by the roof construction because the ceiling goes in underneath it. And so that's often how the roof design gets driven. But in the process, many don't understand what they're actually setting themselves up for in the roof design itself and the cost when they're asking for particular ceiling design outcomes. And it can, you know, can often get late, left quite late in design, in design conversations as well. And that can mean that you can just get stuck with what is drawn up unless you're willing to change the floor plan significantly at that point. In a renovation, the connection between an existing and a new roof is a really important design element to resolve so that it actually works aesthetically and functionally it doesn't create any dramas with weatherproofing long term or it doesn't require significant cost, labour and structural gymnastics to achieve. And so, you know, I find that inside Home Method, I'm often answering questions about roof design and, you know, what are more economical ways to do things because there, you know, there are more economical ways, for example, of achieving cathedral ceilings. But if you don't know this early, you can have a design and build team just delivering what you've been asking for and not advising you on how to achieve it more smartly or economically. In this whole process, I find a lot gets left to chance and there's a lot of assumptions that a builder will appropriately detail and construct the roof, but so many parts of the industry don't appropriately detail and construct roofs and they create long-term headaches, home degradation and financial issues for homeowners. So if you haven't listened to this episode, I really encourage you to review it. You can even download the transcript and you can save it into your project files to help with that design process and to remind you when you get, you know, when you're sort of working with your designer and that's something that you've got to actually start having a conversation about. So I'll pop a link in the resources for you, but I'll give you a quick summary of the five points here. So my first of five points was a run through of the most common roof types that get used in residential construction and the impact that they can have on design and construction. And I, I also shared the most economical approach and what to be aware of based on which type you might choose to use. The second point I shared was uh, discussing other components that get included in your roof design. So things are like gutters, fascias, downpipes outside, and then insulation and membranes or building wraps on the inside. And I talked also about roof colour and how to work with your designer and builder in reviewing the selection and specification of these important and associated details and components. The third point was this, your roof design begins with the floor plan design. So I see so regularly that designers and draftspeople, they will work with their client to create a floor plan 
uh, and everybody gets, you know, so in love with the floor plan and then they just whack a roof on. And some will even use the auto roof tool that does exist in some CAD software just to apply a roof once a floor plan is complete. A tidy, non-busy and well-designed roof that actually looks really good, it gets informed and created by the geometry in the floor plan. And if you're renovating, the last thing that you want to do is figure out how you're going to connect an old to a new roof after you've designed the floor plan. The roof design needs to be considered by your designer whilst the floor plan is being created and resolved. That's whether you're building new or you're renovating. Now, they may not show it to you straight away, but do not let them say, oh, we're just going to figure that out later. And if you have any preferences for how you want your roof to look and discuss that with them early. My fourth point was about how the roof design can be a strong aesthetic driver in the look of your home. And I shared some strategies for how to think about this and to collect ideas as well um, as you're getting ready to design your home, whoever you're working with. Unfortunately, I often see people just not like the roof design that's ended up on their home drawings and it's been too difficult to do anything about it at that point. This can be especially relevant with single story wide frontage homes because when you've got a house house design like that, the roof can almost, it can end up being, you know, as tall if not taller than the walls and a serious bulk in the appearance of the home and that can be challenging to deal with if you haven't been expecting it to look that way. So discuss your aesthetic preferences early and pay attention to what you like and don't like about the roofs on the homes that you're collecting as ideas. Lastly, the fifth point that I shared was that the roof design impacts your home's cost and performance long term. Now, in this last section, I included a list of eight items or suggestions to review in your roof design so that you have some clear and actionable ways to get this right in your project. So really good resource for you to check out. Now, I also reminded you as the homeowner, and I wanted to reiterate this for you because I know that it's something that um, is really important to remember. I don't want you over owning the responsibility about specification, performance and construction detailing for your home. The benefit of you getting educated and informed as you are is not so that you can do the job of your designer or your builder or your consultant. It's so that you can actually choose the people that you work with really well and then you can know that they're doing their jobs properly. You set the brief, but you let your well-chosen team deliver the results. Okay. So, that's episode 270 um, and it's a really super useful resource whether you're building new or renovating. So make sure you bookmark that and you can um, refer to that later. Now the second most downloaded episode is another solo episode that I did, episode 269 and it's called I'll Never Build Again. So I created this episode after I saw a post in a free Facebook group where a poor homeowner started by saying, I am honestly so done with building. This is my first home and first building experience and I hate it. I'll never build again. And they were then supported by over 100 comments in the next couple of days uh, on that post with more and more stories of problem builds, problem builders, challenging and horrible experiences, projects that were going pear shape or it ended up just absolutely terribly. And what was really clear as I read through all of the comments on this post and I saw so many homeowners clearly not being informed about the fact that it didn't have to be and it shouldn't be like this way. You know, they didn't necessarily understand what they could or should expect, how they could turn these situations around and most importantly, how they could have even avoided them in the first place. And there were lots of homeowners who just didn't feel comfortable about speaking up when they needed to either. I shared that I regularly see people putting up with a terrible experience or even one that is just super mediocre because they feel that they're just into things a certain distance 
uh, or they've already spent a bunch of cash and they just want to get to the other side and to have it all over and done with. And rather than rocking the boat or making the working relationship difficult, calling someone to account or terminating services and walking away, they continue to tolerate a horrible substandard service, uh, level of service or experience and potentially a poorer quality home. And so in this episode, I shared more stories and experiences that I can see uh, negatively impact your project experience and the home that you create. And then I took you through seven pointers to remember as you dive into your renovation or new build so that you can set yourself up for success and support your mindset and surround yourself with the right tools, knowledge and people to help you deliver your vision. So I'll recap on the points here and then you can go and revisit the episode or catch up on it if you haven't listened to it already to hear the expanded and super helpful version. So these are my seven tips to help ensure that you don't get to a place where you never want to build again because the experience was horrible for you. So number one, uh, I often see homeowners not know what good versus terrible actually looks like, what they can demand, and they seek permission to speak up for themselves. So you want to educate yourself about what expectations you can have when you're designing, building or renovating your home so that you actually know what standard to set for yourself and your project. Number two is define what your expectations are going to be. So you want to ask yourself some important questions so that you can really know how to embark on your project journey in the right way. And having clear expectations defined through your values and your goals will support a better project process. Number three is I find that that most homeowners' initial expectations are unrealistic or ill-informed. And often it's because they haven't done the work of defining what they're going to be for themselves. They're just taking it on board from other resources. And so... I, you know, I really encourage you to then discuss these expectations with potential team members to find out alignment and to get any necessary reality checks uh, early on. Your job is to find out as quickly as possible whether your expectations match reality so that you don't get too invested in your dream home ideas uh, without doing this first. Number four is to set really clear expectations with your team and have it agreed in writing. So verbal promises are meaningless if they are not in black and white in the contract between you and the professionals that you're working with. Number five is ensure that those expectations as discussed and agreed to with your team are delivered on. So don't procrastinate. Don't let molehills turn into mountains. Hold people accountable for the expectations you've communicated, what's in the contract, and don't handle things casually out of fear of rocking the boat. Number six is be ready to terminate if needed. Again, don't procrastinate. Know what is involved in terminating agreements so that you protect yourself legally. And number seven is to watch out for the red flags. So don't ignore things. Don't hope that they'll get better because those red flags are warnings that something needs to be done. So as you can hear in that those seven pointers, there's a lot of information about expectations, about understanding what they can be, about setting them, about checking the reality of them, about managing them. It really is an important part of establishing a great project experience overall. So again, another really great episode to listen to, download, read over, and then keep checking back in on to ensure that you're on track. All right, so we're now at the pointy and the big reveal, the most downloaded episode that was published in 2023 on the Get It Right Undercover Architect podcast is episode 268, five problems to avoid when starting your renovation or new build. I do find that you love the list episodes, the ones where I actually shared number points on specific topics. So we do that quite a lot. We do have, we've got fair few episodes on this podcast. And generally when I try and give you actions, I try and number them to help you think of them as a list because I find it helps with taking things, information on board a little bit more easily. And 
With this episode, I want to share with you what I actually said at the beginning of it, because I think that this definitely still stands and it's worth hearing. So I said this at the beginning of this episode. I said, before I jump in, I want to mention this. It's worth understanding how differently the word start can be defined for people in their project journey and what start actually represents. Because if you're, if you think you're still dreaming about your project, but you're, you're listening to this podcast, then as far as I'm concerned, you have already started your project journey. And it's now a case of when you'll turn this preparation and research into action and take the necessary steps that you need to. But many don't think of their early investigations as starting. And so they waste a huge amount of effort, energy and time as a result. So I'm going to help you be more efficient and productive in that regard, because frankly, who has any time to waste and fluff around these days? Now, it's really worth listening to this episode in its full version or downloading the free uh, transcript. It shares the five most common problems I see occur for people when they're just starting out, what you need to do to avoid them and turn things around for yourself so you're not wasting any time, money or energy. How you start really does determine how you'll go and those first few steps and decisions can set you up incredibly well or they can have you wasting time, wasting money and traveling down the wrong path. And I finished up that episode with a message that I want to reiterate here as we wrap up this episode too, because it is still super relevant, especially as we wrap up another year on the podcast, that to think about all the super helpful, detailed, informative content that you can access here. So I said this, you're here, so you've already started your project. Even if you're still dreaming up ideas, you've still started. So I'm really glad that Undercover Architect can help you get it right. Don't think that you haven't started just because you haven't got serious about things or spent any money. If you are here listening, you have started. So get started well, avoid these common mistakes and be productive with your time and resources so you don't get misled. Everything that I do in Undercover Architect is to help you manage your risk, be better informed and educated, avoid getting misled and ultimately having an enjoyable project experience and creating a fantastic, functional, sustainable, feel-good home. And of course, get it right. So thank you so much for joining me for this 2023 wrapped episode. I hope it's been helpful to revisit those most downloaded downloaded episodes, perhaps refresh your memory about things that you might want to catch up on or revisit, especially going back and, and hearing what those five uh, top uh, problems are that I see people needing to avoid when they start their projects because I didn't take you through those, did I? So you need to uh, go back and check up that episode that was the most downloaded episode and uh, and listen to those five problems to avoid. We're going to continue to bring you loads of helpful resources and information on all of Undercover Architects platform as we move into 2024. I'm so passionate about being here, about levelling the playing field, about giving you access to great know-how and insights based on my extensive experience and the extensive experience of the guests and the collaborators that I bring to you as well. And of course, you know, my best teaching, guidance and support and information is inside home method. So I would love to see you inside there and help you really get it right in your future home. Now, a few reminders for you before I finish up. All of our podcasts uh, that exist on the Undercover Arctic podcast, they're all listed out on the website on a dedicated page. You can access it by the menu. It's undercoverarchitect.com forward slash podcast. Now, not all of the podcasts are transcribed, but for the last couple of years, we have been transcribing the episodes. So... Once you request the transcript of one episode, um, you can then bookmark the link that we send you 
to your transcript because we send you a link to a specific page and then we add new transcripts to that page as we publish them. So all of the transcripts of our episodes live there and you can um, grab them there. And if you'd like to get a transcript of this episode with all the resources that I've mentioned, you can get that free download by heading to www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 302. That's the numbers 302. And if you're a like-minded industry professional and you're listening to this episode and you're a podcast listener and you uh, check out Undercover Architect on a regular basis and you feel like you resonate with uh, what is shared here and you'd like to work more closely with Undercover Architect community members, they want to find you. So I would please love you to check out the UA Army and to uh, submit your details there. It's free to do and you can find it by heading to undercoverarchitect.com forward slash army. That's A-R-M-Y. Remember as well that I am waiting for you as a beautiful homeowner and listener of this podcast, along with an incredible community of like-minded, savvy and supportive homeowners. We're all there inside my flagship program, Home Method, and there's all that you need there to create your future home in the best possible way, making the most of your budget, time and site. You can find out more about my flagship program, Home Method, by heading to homemethod.com.au and to the Undercover Architect website. It is on the menu there. As always, thank you for tuning in and for letting me be your secret ally. Until next time, bye. Just a reminder, all content on this podcast is provided by Undercover Architect for reference purposes and as general guidance. It does not take into account specific circumstances and should not be relied on in that way. You should seek independent verification or advice before relying on this content in any circumstances, including but not limited to circumstances where loss and damage may result. The views and opinions of any guests on the podcast are solely their own and may not reflect the views of Undercover Architect. Undercover Architect endeavours to publish content that is accurate at the time it is published, but does not accept responsibility for content that may or has become inaccurate over time. Thank you.